0: back to the Deep Six Wrestling Podcast. It is August 11th, 2022, which means it's Thursday, which also means that AEW Dynamite was last night, and it was the Quake by the Lake special, the TV special that they've been building up to for a few weeks now. Uh, this is, we, we we just started doing our weekly reviews for AEW Dynamite once, uh, once again, and typically it's just been me, but for this very special occasion, he's made his return. Yeah. He's here. And it's very fitting that he's back on the same show that CM Punk returned. So, ladies and gentlemen, fans of the Deep Six Wrestling Podcast, without further ado, Joey is once again back on the AW Review Show.
1: Yes, I am here, and uh, for now at least, I can't promise that I'll be consistently here. Uh, but as I get back into the swing of things, of uh, me going back to work in a few weeks, um, I should be more present on the podcast. Uh Depending on my work schedule, uh, yeah. but once I am free, you know, to do that, I will be joining. So, yes, it's good to be back.
0: Yeah, it's wonderful to have you. It's, uh, you know, I think everybody who's done a solo podcast or a solo YouTube video for our channel has has come to the conclusion that doing it by yourself is not nearly as easy.
1: Uh, yeah, as, for sure. As
0: having somebody to bounce off of. So it's, uh, it's a pleasure to have you back.
1: Thank um, you. Thank you.
0: And for those unaware, why Joey hasn't been on the podcast is he's been doing a stint in Vietnam. It's his second tour of duty over there after the first Vietnam War. Yeah, um, I'm just trying to, you know,
1: really uh, avenge my country for Vietnam. Um, I'm trying to get another war going. So maybe we can win this one. Maybe. Um, maybe. Joey's not a fan of
0: draws. So
1: yeah, things so, aren't looking too good, though.
0: No. Just why I'm pulling out. So, but we're glad to have him back here and maybe he'll share some Vietnam War stories in the future. Mm, yeah i hope um <laughs> but uh we're gonna dive on into things uh in a bit um if you're new here uh be sure to subscribe to the podcast wherever you're listening to whether it's on streaming services like spotify apple stitcher tune in overcast breaker uh google wherever wherever podcasts can be found you can listen to the deep six wrestling podcast we're basically everywhere or If you're on our YouTube channel, which we are continuing to grow, we're closing in on 200 subscribers, so if you want to help us get to that next milestone, be sure to hit the subscribe button. You get a bunch of content, including Ryan's YouTube-exclusive NXT UK reviews, you get Rob's Smackdown reviews every week, which are doing great, Uh, you get the AEW reviews now, and you get my continued coverage of the entire G1 Climax for New Japan, so plenty of podcasts to keep you busy. If you're uh, if that's your thing. So be sure to subscribe to the YouTube channel. And you can also follow us over on Twitter at Deep Six Wrestling. All of the links to anything you need to find are in the episode description, wherever you're listening to, whether it's YouTube or on a streaming service. So if you want to find our social media, you can go there. If you want to find our YouTube channel, you can go there. Or if you want to find out where we're streaming, you can also find the links to those in the episode description. So without that, or with that being said, I should say, uh, we're going to dive on in to Quake by the Lake, which is the latest uh, TV special coming off of Fighter Fest and Fight for the Fallen, mm-hmm. and, and next week I guess we also technically have a, a TV special though it doesn't have like a special name it's just presented by House of Dragons. yeah I
1: think it's just more like promo like promo
0: yeah I but still. not really
1: call it yeah I mean it, it's a big card
0: yeah say, with so. three matches announced it's it's a very big card we'll get to it though uh, so kicking things off we open the show with a uh, a big match the third ever coffin match in AEW, uh which the first one was ethan page and darby allen then it was andrade and darby allen mm-hmm. and now it's brody king versus darby allen uh, coming off of their insane singles match they had a few weeks ago uh on dynamite which brody king won uh so as brody comes out and makes his entrance uh darby allen appears in the darkness and just blindsides the big man here and just beats brody with a skateboard covered in thumbtacks and then just like forces it against his head and right out of the gate, Brody King is just gushing blood. Oh, yeah, into the he match. got
1: really busted open. This was brutal. Uh,
0: the, the blood he on the stayed, show. He
1: stayed busted open, too. I've
0: yeah. Seen it during the
1: entire match as well. Between
0: him and Jericho tonight, there was, uh, or yesterday, there was some uh, uh, brutal, brutal blood. <laughs> uh, so Brody gets busted open. Uh, they go to ringside, and Darby looks to take him out again with the skateboard, but Brody ducks. Uh, And slams Darby with a huge forearm here. Uh, And then Darby ends up firing back, uh, getting another shot with the skateboard in as Brody is just like, there's like pools of blood at ringside. Oh, dude. At (laughs) one point, he like
1: stopped and like wiped his eyes. And you could just tell that like the blood and sweat were probably like burning
0: the shit out of his eyes. Uh, Yeah, 100%. (laughs) Um,. So uh, that was that was fun. Uh, eventually, they, they go back into the ring and we get a, a code red off the top rope from Darby. Uh, and then he just like pushes Brody King to the floor using his head to just like butt him out of the ring. Uh, Brody takes control and just like manhandles Darby, just flinging him against the barricades like a doll and eventually just launches him into the front row. Uh, we go to commercial and then we have a table that gets introduced as Darby's laid out on it. Brody climbs up onto the middle turnbuckle and dives off with a splash, but Darby rolls off and Brody goes through it by himself. And as Darby then looks to set up for his uh, his big suicide dive, the lights go out and the entire House of Black, which is Malachi Black, Buddy Matthews and Julia Hart are all out. Uh, Darby goes for uh, the dive still, but Julia trips him on the ropes. Buddy gets in the ring and nails. I don't think there's a name for it, but in WWE, it was the Murphy's Law, which is his finisher. Yeah, uh, and then it's a nice another- finisher. Yo, I love the finisher. It's so good. Best, best finisher on 205 Live when he was there. Um, Buddy sets up a table in the corner, and we get my favorite thing in wrestling, which is Brody King barking like a dog as the uh, <laughs> the crowd does as it with As the crowd him. does it with him, yeah. Yeah, I, you know, maybe it's a hot take, but uh, Brody King's barking is better than Roman's uh, ooh <laughs> Yeah, Brody was over here. Yeah, he was. He was I really think, over, especially I, I, against I've,
1: Darby, who's like super over with the crown. Really, I feel like that sick. first
0: match they had really did wonders for for Brody King. Yeah, yeah, so, for sure. Uh, pretty exciting, and also the uh, the Moxley match for Brody King as well. Oh yeah, for sure. Um, uh, after the barking, Brody just uh, with Darby set up on the table. Uh, Brody just cannonballs Darby through the table, as uh, the rest of the House Six of Black watch five. on. So, uh, and. Then we get uh, Malachi sending Buddy to the floor to open the coffin, and his buddy opens the coffin, Sting's in it, and he gets out. This was good, honestly. Yeah, it was a good reveal, Uh, because the crowd was chanting Sting, wanting him to come out, Uh, and I was assuming everybody was just expecting the lights to go out, but he was was just sitting here in the coffin, Uh, and then takes out uh, Buddy with the baseball bat. Uh, he takes out Brody with the baseball bat and then he tosses it to Malachi Black. And this is like the first time we get the, the good shot of Sting's new face paint where he has, since he took the mist, he now has like a black spot over his eye. Uh, so it works well since, you know, he already has his face painted. Mm-hmm. True. Um, but so he he tosses Malachi the bat. Malachi takes it and uh, but just walks away from Sting and refuses to fight and uh, just just starts heading up the ramp and Sting follows him uh we get the cannonball out of the ring from darby uh sting and malachi are staring each other down on the top of the stage brody slams darby allen on the steel steps and then moves the coffin closer to the ring uh he goes he just like grabs darby and sets up for like that brutal like i don't even know what his finisher is called um i forget what it's called but brody king has that crazy finisher where he just like spikes you down like yeah. head first onto the ring yeah um and he looked to do it off of the apron into the coffin but Darby gets off and then grabs Brody's chain that he wears during his entrance and chokes him out on the ropes until he passes out and just falls into the coffin with the lid closing, like, perfectly. Oh, my uh, God. I know. This was
1: very... This was a really good finish, honestly. Yeah,
0: 100%. Because okay. um, it played off, obviously, they're uh, last the past. Their past, yeah. They're, yeah. Yep, mm-hmm. um, we've seen Brody choke out Darby, but now Darby uses Brody's own chain to choke him out and put him in the coffin and Darby Allen wins. He's 3 and 0 in coffin matches. This is yeah. his own stipulation match. He's 3 and 0 in. I feel like that's not a typical thing. I feel like a lot of times when people have their own stipulation matches they sometimes just Yeah. Lose. Darby's
1: breaking the breaking the cycle. Yeah. Um, what did you think about this opening match here? Oh, I think it was uh I thought it was great, honestly. I thought this was like the perfect opening match for this uh show. Yeah. Um and the uh, crowd was like hot off the
0: bat. So, like, this crowd was actually really good to, uh, tonight. Yeah, they were pretty hot for like the entire show. I don't think there was really a point where they were like, Yeah, so dead. That, that helped
1: a lot. And then, you know, the sting spot was really cool. Uh, and I really liked the, uh, of him selling the, uh, mist. That's really cool. Honestly, I love to see that. Um, the funny part is about the whole sting in the coffee th- coffin thing. The fans must have seen him do like get in there at a point, right? Like, at some point, like how do they? I wonder how they did that. You know I'm I mean?
0: assuming he got in backstage and they just rolled it down to ringside. Ah, that's a good point.
1: That's a good point
0: because it probably wasn't out there for like dark, like the dark taping. So I'm assuming right. before the show they just rolled it out. <laughs> that's hilarious. Uh, I'm glad st- I, I I wouldn't want to even be Sting in that position because you have to sit there for like 15 minutes laying down, I probably know. more, just I laying know. down in a coffin enclosed. And he's an
1: older guy.
0: Yeah. Yeah. But uh, I agree. I thought this was a really fun opener. Um, brutal stuff here. Mm-hmm, um, for sure. It's, uh, it's nice to see Brody King continually getting these singles matches because I, I really think he's quite impressive. Um, oh, yeah, obvious... especially for his size. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. he is, yeah. Uh, I'm hoping in the uh, the coming months that we get more Buddy Matthews singles matches because I love him. And I know Sam would be happy. It'd make Sam watch AEW because, you know, he loves Buddy Matthews for some reason. <laughs> yeah. Um. But I hope he gets more, and obviously we now know that malachi has been dealing with like a serious injury, so it explains why he hasn't been doing many singles matches and it's just right. doing tags. But uh, it's good to see that the House of Black is... Yeah, get his presence is
1: always, always known, so it's nice.
0: Yeah, exactly. Um, so I am glad that, you know, since Malachi and uh, Buddy haven't really been around, that they've just, you know, at least given Brody a bunch of big singles matches. For sure. All right, after this, we get uh, two promos from the, the two men in the main event. First, John Moxley's up and talks about uh, Lionheart's fighting spirit and states that uh, he's going to test it tonight and he's going to push it to the limit tonight. And if Jericho's fighting spirit doesn't break, then his body will. Uh, and then we get a promo from Chris Jericho, and he's shaved. He's clean shaven here. Looked like a, mm-hmm. a fresh new man. He had to. He, had a, he, had a, he looked like Lionheart. Yeah. He looked as young as possible. Honestly, uh, and he says after two and a half years he will become the AEW world champion once again uh, Moxley wanted this and he needs to be careful what he wishes for as the pain Jericho was put through in the heart dungeon is something that he never wanted to think about again until now he's going to stretch the shit out of Moxley and he was the first AEW champion and tonight he will be the next AEW champion so pretty solid promos from these guys um, yeah uh, you know, sure. there's a reason that they're two of the top stars
1: exactly you know two of the you know to the top, you know mic workers in the in the business too. So it just yeah, all makes absolutely. sense. So
0: after this we would get the big reveal for the AEW Trios tournament where we would get the brackets announced. Um makes sense Some this shocking is a, names, yeah. Yeah. And also makes sense that it's a smaller tournament just because, you know, they were running out of time before the pay per view. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. um but we only got, got a few weeks. Yeah. So the left side of the bracket is obviously is going to be the more stacked uh, side of the bracket, as our first round matches are the Death Triangle, which is Lucha Bros and Pac, uh, the current All-Atlantic champion, mm-hmm. versus New Japan's Will Ospreay and Aussie Open, representing the United Empire. Yeah, that's a huge
1: first round match.
0: Huge. And then our other first round match, which it was announced, is taking place next week on the House of Dragon special, is Andrade Roosh and Dragon Lee, as La Faction and Gobernable taking on the Young Bucks and a mystery partner. Mm-hmm. I wonder who that could be. <laughs> and right. our right side of the bracket is going to be the Dark Order versus the House of Black, and the Best Friends versus everybody's new favorite team, the <laughs> Trustbusters. Yep, and my second favorite wrestler. <laughs> Hell yeah! Um, so very exciting bracket, uh, especially again, especially on the left side. Um it's interesting how they really paired this up because you have Death Triangle versus Will Ospreay and Aussie Open, and then mm-hmm. Andrade, uh Roosh and Dragon Lee versus presumably Kenny Omega and the Young Bucks. Mm-hmm. Uh this is Omega's most likely if it is Omega, which the implication is that it is, uh this would be his return to the ring. You would assume he's not going to lose, uh, which would then indicate that you would also assume that Osprey and Aussie open beat Death Triangle. Right. Uh as because... you would th- you would get osprey the setup and, yeah because yeah, omega and osprey have their issues so you would assume that they're going to start building towards that alternatively you also have death triangle and la Faction in gobernable uh and the lucha brothers have been feuding with uh the uh Andrade and rush obviously as mm-hmm. we'll get to in a second here so if death triangle were to beat osprey and Aussie open then you would have to assume Andrade, rush and dragon lee beat kenny and the bucks right um, so very interesting, and again we we still don't know if it's omega um, yeah. I don't know who else it would be, um
1: especially after like the news we got later on in the night um I thought it could like solidify it being Omega um just because I just don't know where he would fit in now, besides this
0: yeah i um, I really don't know um,
1: yeah. It's really, I, I guess. I guess we just gotta wait and see next week.
0: Yeah, we'll we'll see. Um,
1: but it would make a lot of sense to have Kenny make a return on this show because it just it feels like a bigger show and all that stuff. Um, but yeah, I don't. I really don't know where Kenny fits in if it isn't in this trio's title.
0: Yeah, I have, I have no idea either, honestly. Um, so it'll be interesting to see. Um, but mm-hmm. if if they do go the route of having the uh, Kenny and the Bucks beat. Off on in Gobernable and then Osprey and Aussie Open beat Death Triangle. You would get a couple things set up as you would presumably get Will Osprey versus Pac for the All Atlantic Championship at some point, right? Uh, which is a big match, and you would also most likely get Kenny Omega versus Will Osprey set up down the line as well.
1: That's true. I also think uh, it's also interesting if it is Kenny Omega because you can also definitely play in the whole like with Kenny, it's like, hey, I wasn't the Bucks first option, Hangman was.
0: Yeah, absolutely. You know what I
1: mean? And then you play with that, and then obviously, uh, you know, Undisputed is, you know, still around too, and I feel like they're going to cross paths as well.
0: Yeah, whenever Uh, all all of them get cleared.
1: Yeah, so, yeah, it's really interesting stuff. No idea. It can go in either way for all parties, so that's what we'll see. Uh,
0: And then if we look at the right side of the bracket, I think it's pretty clear. House of Black beats Dark Order. Yeah, I think that's, like, the most given. Um, Um We'll talk more about Dark Order in a bit, because uh, it is going to be interesting to see where uh, Hangman Page factors into the, all of this. Yeah, uh-huh.
1: I would also say Best Friends and
0: Trustbusters is
1: pretty much a, a lock
0: for Best Friends. Yeah, I would have, I would assume it's Best Friends win, um, just because if House of Black is winning, then Best Friends, you know, face it versus heel. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I would I would assume best friends beat trustbusters unless they're going for one big shock in the tournament and it's the trustbusters beating the best friends. Mm. So um, we'll see. But the yeah. tournament gets started officially next Wednesday. Yep. Um, and that would send us into our next match, which is Andrade and rush versus the Lucha Brothers. I struggled to take notes on this very like for the first uh, portion of this match because just very fast paced and just a lot going on. Yeah, tornado tag, no tags. Everyone was just in the ring. That's right. Yes, it was a tornado tag. I forgot to write that down. But um, uh, as far as big moves go, there was a double team fear factor pretty early on that got blocked by Andrade. As we got a big power slam from Roosh to Penta uh, and then a double team move from Roosh and Andrade where they sent Phoenix off the ropes and just power slammed him onto Penta for a two count. Uh, we had stereo super kicks from the Lucha Brothers take down Andrade and Rouge, and then stereo suicide dives from Phoenix and Penta to follow it up. Uh, we had Phoenix going for a frog splash off the top, but Andrade got the knees up for a near fall. Uh, Andrade teased going for El Idolo, which is his hammerlock DDT, several times throughout the match, uh, but he kept getting stopped for the most part. Um, we had uh, him going for it, Penta. Gets in and just kicks him off of Phoenix. A big drop kick from Roosh sends Penta flying into the corner. Uh, and then Andrade would nail the running double knees. A big step-up kick from Phoenix lands and then a springboard. But Roosh catches him off of the springboard into a powerbomb. Uh, and then Penta comes out of nowhere for a rolling cutter onto Roosh as all four guys go down. Uh, we had a, a Penta nail a Canadian Destroyer on the apron onto Andrade, which uh, that's always not going to look fun to take. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then he looks for the fear factor on the apron as well, because Penta just wants to break everybody's necks, apparently. Um, so that's fun. Uh, and Phoenix runs the ropes to go uh, do, like, the assisted, like, stomp for the fear factor. Uh, but Andrade just grabs the ropes and sends Phoenix back into the ring face first. That looked risky, but, it, you know, it worked. Uh, on the apron, Roosh just gets a rising knee onto Penta and then a huge headbutt to Phoenix as Roosh then tie Because uh, Penta has, like, the... Like the danglies on his mask, so mm-hmm. Roosh just like ties his mask onto the ropes, and then Andrade comes over and double knots it. Uh, as they just soak in the booze from everybody, a big super kick from Phoenix takes out Andrade, but uh, Roosh comes off the top, ro- top rope with a driving drop, uh, diving drop kick, uh, and then as like uh, as he's going for the pin here, Penta slides out of his mask to break up the pin. Uh, so <laughs> it's just like weak. I feel like every week Penta's just taking it getting his mask off. Yeah. Uh, Unbelievable. You'd be like disowned in Mexico. Honestly. Um, but very good near fall here. And uh, Jose takes out Alex at ringside as Andrade chucks the mask into the crowd to prevent Penta from putting it back on. Uh, and the crowd starts chanting uh, to, to throw, <laughs> throw it back. back yeah. To, whoever caught it did not throw it back. So. Yeah. Uh, good guy fan over there. Yeah. Uh, the, Definitely uh, sell now on eBay later. Oh, 100%. Uh, the Bulls' Horns land for Roosh in the corner, and Andrade then lifts up Phoenix, who is just, like, dead waiting here and looks like he's, like, dead uh, as he drops him with El Idolo and La Faction and Gobernable pick up the win, uh, and what I thought was a very fun and exciting uh, Tornado Tag match.
1: Oh, yeah, for sure. It was very fast paced. I mean, look who was in it. Um, and it was chaotic, and it was I thought it was perfect. I, you know, I really like turning attacks oh, you know they're very uh it's very underrated uh match stipulation i think um and yeah
0: yeah i i, I can uh i can get down with that i also really like rush and andrade together um this oh is for sure a massive step up from the andrade hardy family office um and yeah we can forget about that yeah <laughs> yeah and as it seems to be that because again Dragon is in uh is teaming with them uh, next week. It appears he is joining the group.
1: Yeah, that would be uh, perfect, too.
0: So that's, again, Dragon Lee is fantastic. Um, mm-hmm. So, uh, again, big step up for Andrade. And I'm, I'm really digging Rush in, in AW. I think he's had some really solid matches so far. So, yeah, I
1: thought he's killed it each time he's been in the ring.
0: We go backstage, and uh, the Young Bucks have Brandon Cutler recording as they enter the Dark Order's dressing room, and they thank Hangman Page for saving them last week. And they apologize for what they've said and done to Hangman over the past year or so. Uh, Talking about when the Elite were on top and building the company together and and starting this revolution. And Matt says how they were proud of Hangman when he won the world title in the building last year. And that he's sorry for not congratulating him. And he asks if next week they can bring back the Hung Bucks for the Trios tournament. But Hangman says that he's sorry he can't. Uh, And he states that the Dark Order were there for him last year uh, when Mm -hmm. he won the world title instead of just saying that they wish they were. And so he's going to have their back during this trios tournament and he will not be participating in the trios tournament.
1: Yeah. Very, very interesting uh, development, honestly.
0: Yeah, because I figured, so again, we didn't get the announcement for what team the Dark Order was, uh, so Mm -hmm. when they first came into the locker room, part of me was assuming that when they asked him, it was going to be the reveal that we were going to get like Silver, Hangman, and Reynolds.
1: Yeah, that's what I thought. Uh,
0: But then once Hangman said he's not in this tournament, I really don't know where Hangman Page factors into, one, this tournament, uh, and, and two, all out, because... yeah. My assumption was that it was going to be Moxley versus Hangman if Punk wasn't back, but it appears Punk's back, so um, I really don't know where Hangman goes right now.
1: Yeah, no idea at all. For um, so the Dark Order, who do you think's going to be their team? I th- I think it's going to be Silver, Reynolds, and Ten.
0: Okay. Um, I don't know. Uh, I would assume Silver and Reynolds are in it, so it yeah. really is a matter of if it's Ten or Uno. Yeah. Um... I feel like yeah, Silver Reynolds and Ten make the most sense. As, like, yeah, and truth. then because you
1: know Owens is like, or Uno is like their mouthpiece and stuff.
0: Yeah, I think that makes sense. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, interesting stuff though. Um, and uh, the Young Bucks now need to find a partner that will face uh, Andrade, Dragon Lee, and Roosh next week in the opening yeah. round of the tournament.
1: And spoiler alert: I don't think it's going to be Brandon Cutler.
0: Yes, as uh, implied. Sadly,
1: unfortunately.
0: <laughs> Um, unless you know they do something where like the bucks come out next week and, and nobody's agreed to help them and uh, so Brandon yeah. Cutler comes out and then Kenny takes his spot as like the big surprise.
1: Yeah. I could see something like that.
0: Yeah. Uh Luchasaurus versus Anthony Henry. Uh this was maybe a minute long. Uh Luchasaurus won. <laughs> um Yep. <laughs> I mean, as Taz
1: pointed out, it was or on commentary, I don't know if it was Taz that it was Probably less than a minute. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, Jungle Boy did say, because J- Jungle Boy was ringside for commentary, um, and he did say that, you know, he was not going to be out there for long.
0: Yeah, um, that's... And that's what he meant. That's fair. Um, I'm still interested on um, Luchasaurus as a whole, um, because yeah. he's still, like, he's still got, like, the cane vibe going on, where, he, like, he looks like a heel. Yeah. Um, so I, I guess I'm, you I'm, could
1: also argue he's, like, supposed to be a dinosaur as well well he is a dinosaur right yeah. so you can kind of say like he can just he can just be like you know he's a dinosaur he's not a good guy or a bad guy he's just in his natural nature of yeah. just being destructive because he's a dinosaur um yeah f- f- fair enough i guess um <laughs>
0: i gotta say i do like his music
1: though. i do like his new like look and stuff and yeah he, i like the music i like cool. the fire i like the black yeah. and everything. it's definitely a better direction for him. i think
0: yeah Um, so after the match Christian Cage is on the big screen and says that the people of Minneapolis don't deserve to see him as Jungle Boy gets off commentary saying he realizes where Christian is and runs backstage Uh, he has to be held back by security and Luchasaurus comes back to take out the security Mm -hmm. and even uh, headbutts Pat Buck to try and give Jungle Boy (sighs)
1: uh, some freedom here I think uh, Luchasaurus is going to get in trouble for that
0: yeah, so well, so my assumption is we're getting Christian Cage versus Jungle Boy at all out for sure. I again, I think Christian should win. I agree.
1: I think Luchasaurus think... should be banned from ringside or something. Okay, uh, they could like go off like Luchasaurus is suspended for you know attacking Pat Buck, who's one of, like one of like the uh, you know of, officials backstage and stuff. Yeah. So yeah, I, I can see that, but I, I also think Christian should win.
0: Yeah, because again, I, like this feud has been great, and I feel like if they really want to keep solidify, like yeah, yeah, agree, keep it going, and really just solidify Christian as like one of the top heels. And then when Jungle Boy beats him eventually, it's a bigger deal than him just you know winning on the first try for sure. Um, I'm also not sure if Luchasaurus is going to stay with Jungle Boy. Um, you know, him just attacking, yeah, like, an official back here. I feel like there is potential that Luchasaurus could go back to being a heel. Um, yeah and
1: just kind of like get away from both of them like I mean, yeah just get away from jungle boy
0: altogether so we'll see um but it'll be interesting mm-hmm, For sure. uh we have a Miro pre-taped promo where he's talking uh, about the devil and says that he uh, that says that the devil is here and he's seen backstage with julia hart who uh, last week on the podcast when mirror was uh talking about uh getting a message from a woman i did correctly predicted it was going to be Julia Hart. I know some people thought it was going to be uh, his wife. Yeah, but mm-hmm. I, I thought it was nice. going to be Julia. Uh, and it was Julia here. And she tells him to accept the blessing that the House of Black has given him. Uh, she like caresses his face. And he says that only w- one woman can touch him. And it's not her. <laughs> uh, and he says that he accepts the curse and he will use it to tear down the House of Black. Uh, so again, he continues to mention uh, Lana slash CJ Perry um, mm-hmm. in his promos. And Julia has been more featured so I would assume and like yeah. she's been outspoken that she wants to work in AEW with Miro. So I would not be shocked right. if she comes in for this feud at some point. Yeah, I'd imagine. Um, but yeah. Uh again, I was really upset that Miro didn't just start shooting on Tony Khan and, and demanding his release in this <laughs> promo. <'cause laughs> I he, know. I was expecting that. Yes, he hates, Those he reports hates, it. Yeah. Lied to me. Unbelievable. Uh, how how uh how oh, awful. For real. Mark Henry is backstage talking to Powerhouse Hobbs. I feel like this is the first time we've seen Mark Henry working as like a backstage interviewer on Dynamite. Yeah, I don't <laughs> think we've seen him on Dynamite for a while. No. Um, so he's just backstage talking. I mean, we didn't really see much of him. He's just holding the microphone. He's talking to Powerhouse Hobbs. And QT Marshall comes in with the rest of the factory, uh, including the newly joined Cole Carter, uh, formerly Two Dimes in NXT, uh, and Nick Camarado in one of the most outrageous outfits I've ever seen. Uh, he looks like a new man. Compared to how Camarado used to dress? Yeah, it's so weird. Like, do we, like, why is he dressing like that? Like, do I know? think they're just <laughs> leaning into it. I think they're going to become the mafia. Okay, that makes sense, I guess. Yeah, like, I mean, like, yeah. QT, I have said since QT went healed that this man dresses like Tony Soprano. Mm,
1: uh, that
0: is a good point. So now we have Nick Camarado, who looks like he's part of the mob. Uh, uh, but uh, QT Marshall basically implies that. Hobbs should join the factory and Hobbs walks away. Uh, mm-hmm. And uh, then we go to the ring for Satnam Singh, Jay Lethal and Sanjay Dutt uh, as Sanjay talks up Satnam Singh's destruction of Wardlow uh, at the end of battle of, or after the match with our um with, with Jay Lethal at Battle of Bouts, not Orange Cassidy. Um, and Lethal says that last week they sent a message and Wardlow either needs to defend the belt against him one more time or they will find him and take it from him. Uh, Wardlow shows up and says that if Lethal wants another shot, he's got it, but tonight he's going to whip all of their asses as FTR's music hits and they make their return to Dynamite, joining Wardlow uh, for a mini pinnacle reunion here as the uh, the champs head to the ring and chase off Lethal's crew. Sanjay looks to distract them as Lethal slides in the ring for a cheap shot, but he gets caught with the big rig and that was the end of the segment, so mm-hmm. uh, we're going to get Lethal versus Wardlow once again. Um, I thought their match at the Battle of the Belts was good. Uh, I thought it could be better, so, uh, you know, With more time and uh, more build, it could be a better match. um, Oh, for sure. I'll watch it again. And uh, I'm assuming, well, I don't think they're going to do a a, a trios match here. I don't think Sanjay's going to wrestle again. Um, Yeah, no. But, uh, yeah. I (laughs) I don't really know what the point of FTR was. I I mean, they're making backup here for for Wardlow, obviously. But I don't really think FTR is going to get too involved with this.
1: No, I think it was um, just
0: backup for yeah for Wardlow. So I'm curious as to like yeah, what FTR's cool, uh, history. Yeah, I'm curious as to what like FTR is going to be doing for All Out. Yeah, that's a good point. Um, obviously they are still, I think, the number one ranked team. Uh, so I can see them going for the tag titles. Yeah, it's either that or they're defending like one of their sets of tag titles on the show. Yeah, that'd be cool. Honestly, I don't if, see them not wrestling it all out.
1: If they defended the, uh, um, the uh, what is it called? I WGP uh, yes, titles. The IWGP Sorry, t- um, against like you know some New Japan talent. That'd be cool. Had all out. Yeah, I'd be I'd be down. Yeah.
0: Um, you know, it could. Uh, I'm trying to think. It could be. It could be Aussie Open like challenging them. Mm, um, because it, true. Uh, Music City Mayhem, Aussie Open did technically beat FTR in a trios match. So oh, okay. And they did say they won a shot. So it could be them, um, but who knows? Yeah, that'd be cool. Uh, we have a backstage promo from the Jericho Appreciation Society uh, with Daddy Magic showing off his nipples briefly uh, because his nipples are hard for Chris Jericho. Oh, yeah. And says the history will be made tonight as uh, John Moxley's run comes to an end. Tonight, the JAS are going to have an appreciation party with a little bit of the bubbly. Garcia says that Danielson needs to appreciate him because he's the Dragon Slayer. And Anna J chokes out another production worker. And that was that.
1: Yeah, that was pretty funny.
0: Yeah, I enjoy Anna's um, just incessant choking <laughs> out of so random goofy, workers. It's but it's funny, yeah. <laughs> Ricky Starks versus Aaron Solo of the, uh, the factory uh, prior to the match, we get a portion of the road Two special uh, highlighting Solo and Stark's history as a tag team on the independent scene, um, mm-hmm. which I appreciate. It seems like every week now we're getting like the recap videos and vignettes on dynamite are dedicated to Ricky Starks, um, which yeah. I like, you know, it feels like they're really trying to build Ricky up as like the next big thing. Oh, for sure. I mean, so, he's already uh, over with the crowd and stuff. Oh so yeah, absolutely. Perfect. Um, so I, I like it. It really makes look, uh, Ricky look good. Mm-hmm. Um, Solo takes control early, uh, just laying, Starks in the, or laying into Starks in the corner um, as we get loud Ricky Starks chants, Uh And Ricky fights back with a big rope-assisted Tornado DDT. He follows up looking for Rochambeau, but Solo gets out. Ricky attempts the spear, Solo dodges and attempts a corkscrew kick, but Ricky then catches him with the spear, and Ricky Starks wins. So they're, they're establishing that he has two finishers here. He has the spear and the Rochambeau. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, this didn't need to be long, and it wasn't. So that's that's all that matters. Um, yeah.
1: For sure. Uh,
0: after the match, Nick Camarado, in, still in his Mafia outfit, uh, storms the ring with a chair. Starks takes him out with a spine buster, which is obviously like a direct shot to Will Hobbs. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Factory comes down to uh, to take the numbers advantage as Starks just runs into the audience to celebrate the win and escape them as we cut backstage and see Will Hobbs destroying the TV backstage. Um, so he yeah. wasn't too happy about that. No, he's not. So I'm assuming we're getting Hobbs versus Starks at all out as well.
1: Yes. Who do you think should win? Um, This is a hard um, one. I think Hobbs should win this one. Okay. Um, I say continue to build up Starks, um, you know, really get the crowd on his side um, and make Hobbs even more of a bigger heel. Yeah. Um, and I think it just, in the long run, it helped, like, both of these guys, honestly. So I would say, yeah, I would say Hobbs Get let Hobbs win this one.
0: Yeah, I think I agree. Um, I think if I was going to do it, I would have Hobbs beat Ricky, and then I would have – because it seems like – It's a pretty regular thing that they do now around the time of Full Gear that we get the Eliminator tournament. Mm -hmm. Um, I would have both of those guys go into that tournament, but like on opposite sides of the brackets and probably have the finals be Starks versus Hobbs for a title shot. That would be
1: really good, actually.
0: Yeah, and then have Ricky win that, and then you can get Ricky versus Punk or whoever's champion down the line. Mm -hmm, For sure. Uh, After this, we go backstage for uh, an interview with the Gun Club as Lexi narrows there. Uh, asking for an update after the dumpster match. And Billy asks his sons how they could ruin the only match that he ever made <laughs> famous.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's fair. You're pretty
0: mad too. Uh, Stokely Hathaway shows up and offers them his card. But Billy Gunn shuts him down. Uh, and he says that he got them a match for Rampage. And Danhausen shows up. And it's against him and the big bearded fellow. <laughs> so as soon as he said the big bearded fellow, me and Ryan while we were watching were actively trying to figure out who this was, and we could not for the life of us come to a conclusion on who this was. Uh, so the reaction we had when they announced this, the the team, was pretty great. Yeah, I was, um, I was a
1: little lost too.
0: Yeah, because I was like I was trying to think of like big bearded guys in AEW. It's like Satnam Singh, and it wouldn't be him. Um, right. I said either of the Bear Country guys, but that would yeah. be pretty random. Um. Like, like, yeah, I I don't know. Uh, So, uh, but we'll get to who it is in in a little bit. Mm -hmm. But um, what do you think about Stokely giving the gun club the card? Do you think that this is going to lead to the gun club joining or do you think Billy throwing it away is just like he's going to get a different tag team um, or what?
1: Um, I think they'll take the card, Uh honestly. And I think, uh, you know, Billy will be more of like backstage presence um, and let, you know, Stokely do his thing with with the gun club.
0: Yeah, I'm very curious. So uh, as of right now, it's it's Stokely Hathaway and he has Lee Moriarty has taken the card. Ethan mm-hmm. Page has taken the card. Yep. He's given the card to the gun club. They haven't accepted it, obviously, but the implication is that they probably will. Um, and I believe if you're going by the photo he put out that that would leave one more slot. True. Um, so I'm curious to see. Again, I, I have seen a lot of people online suggesting that this could be MJF's new group of people that think mm. they deserve more. My still big curiosity with this group is the Lee Moriarty factor. I feel like he's such a natural baby face um, that it feels a bit weird that he's going with them. So uh, I'm not against it. I I really like Lee Moriarty and I'll be happy to see more of him whenever they get started with this group. But I am interested to see who the final member would be, or if there is a final member, or if it's just Lee Moriarty, uh, Ethan Page, Stokely Hathaway and the gun club. So for sure. Um, yeah, the best friends are then backstage as the trustbusters show up, uh, with Davari offering Orange Cassidy a spot in the group as he continues to try and build the ranks. Cassidy says whatever Ari's question is, the answer is no. The best friends will learn firsthand what happens to uh, to those who say no to Ari Davari, and the two teams will face off in round one of the trios tournament. And uh, Ari Davari will face off against Orange Cassidy on Rampage. So mm, his in ring debut for AEW, Davari. Yeah. No, uh, I think it's his um, in ring debut for AEW under his new name, but he's wrestled a okay. few times as Arya Davari. Okay. Um and he wrestled at uh Death Before Dishonor, but that's Ring of Honor, and it was the pre right. show. So um but yeah, we also got Parker Boudreaux just standing there like growling. Um mm-hmm. so I'm glad he's still just being creepy. Uh and and uh Slim J, the goat. Yeah. My new favorite wrestler. Um, Jay. Slim, slim what a legend. Vanilla ice. Absolutely. Madison rain versus Jade Cargill for the AW TBS championship would be up next as Madison would get some uh, offense early on, but Jade would take control at ringside before going into the commercial break. Uh, when we came back, Jade just drops Madison with a stalling vertical suplex for a two count. Uh, jawbreaker for Madison rain gives her a bit of a reprieve here uh, before taking Jade down with another neck breaker. And uh, then going up top for a flipping neck breaker that scores a two count. Uh, we had a choke from Madison that Jade counters into a vertical suplex. But Madison counters that with a DDT for another two count. Kira Hogan then gets up onto the apron for the distraction as Jade comes up with the pump kick, but accidentally takes out Kira. Madison gets a roll up for two, but uh, Jade then does land the pump kick. Jada gets looked for, but Madison gets out of it. Uh, but Jade then gets back into it and ends up connecting with Jaded, as she wins, retains the AWTBS championship, and moves to 36-0 on her undefeated streak. Big, big. Big, big. I thought this was a solid little match. Uh, Wasn't anything too special. Wasn't Jade's best match. Wasn't Madison Rain's best match. Um, No, but it was fine. Yeah, yeah, this was not bad, and the crowd wasn't, like, dead for it. Uh, Post-match, Athena would get into the ring, and uh, she would just lay into Jade. I believe this is their first time properly getting physical in some time uh Kira Hogan would pull Jade out of the ring leaving the TBS championship as Athena would hold up the belt uh before uh the segment <laughs> went end. Yeah, out. I'd um, imagine
1: Athena is yeah. going to be the one to knock her Yeah, off. so especially with the Chris Statlander news.
0: Yeah, so we officially they AEW did announce during this uh like right after this that Chris Statlander uh is officially injured and that she uh has been taken off of the rankings um since then it has come out that she's most likely going to require surgery on her knee. Uh, So Statlander is going to be out for the foreseeable future. I would assume Athena beats Jade. Yeah. Um, And then whenever Statlander is back, you can immediately go to Statlander versus Athena. Um, You know, Statlander claiming that Athena took her spot, whatever you want to do. But Mm -hmm. um, I think Athena winning makes sense. And it just, you know, it capitalizes on her because she's still fresh. For sure. For sure. Uh, We'd go backstage for an interview with Thunder Rosa and Tony Storm. Uh, and they were addressing that Tony Storm has officially moved up to the number one spot thanks to Chris Outlander's injury. Tony's going to be in action next week, and she's looking to keep the momentum up, and she will be coming for the title. And Thunder Rosa kind of just uh, dismisses it as saying, we'll focus on your match next week, and uh, we'll figure out something about the title down the line. Uh, so, you know, for a team that's supposed to be friends, it did kind of feel a bit dismissive from uh, Thunder Rosa, who... Has, yeah. you know, been like a fighting champion and has been like, oh, I'll fight anyone anytime. So I did think that was an interesting uh, character choice here. Very interesting, yeah. My assumption is that we're still getting a multi-woman match at All Out. Um, or at okay. least, I, g- I guess that's what I'm hoping for, is that it's going to be Thunder Rosa versus Tony Storm versus Britt Baker versus Jamie Hayter, if Jamie's cleared, because, again, she did break her nose, but they still have, you know, a few weeks before the show. mm mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, I, I think that makes the most sense to me is doing a four-way or I guess a three-way if Brits cleared. Um, but regardless, I think coming out of all out, Tony storm should hundred percent win this championship. Oh yeah, for sure. Um, I think Tony has been on fire since she's come in. Uh, she's really over with the crowd she's delivered in pretty much every match she's had. Um, and I feel like it's just the time for Rosa to lose it. Uh, and with Rosa, you know, being like doing this like dismissiveness towards her tag team partner, it feels like it just makes sense that you would turn Rosa heel. Uh oh for sure. Yeah. Tony wins and then, you know, Rosa turns and chases the belt. So um Yeah. That yeah, makes so, sense. yeah so I'm hoping Tony Storm wins it all out, personally. Um whether it's a multi woman or a singles match, I just think the time's right to put the belt on Tony. After this, we would get the rundown for what has to be the most things ever announced for Rampage, as we got uh, several p- uh, promos announced with Brian Danielson makes his return and speaks, Hook will speak, and Swerve in Our Glory will also speak. Uh, so three uh, three big things there. Obviously, Danielson's first appearance since losing to Garcia in his return, mm-hmm. uh, You know, Hook's first time speaking since winning the FTW title, and uh, Swerve in Our Glory, which, you know, maybe gives us an indication of where they're headed for All Out. Yeah, I'd imagine. Um, and then our matches. The Gun Club versus Beardhausen, which is oh. Danhausen and Eric Redbeard. Dream match. Ron, yeah, the pop Ryan made when this happened. Oh, my God. I could imagine. Uh, and then we will get two, not just one, two Trust Brothers, or not Trust Brothers, Trust Busters match. <laughs> Trust Brothers better. Uh, with Parker Boudreaux versus Sonny Kiss. Okay. And yeah. uh, Ari Davari versus Orange Cassidy. Uh, this is the first time Sunny Kiss has been on actual TV since I don't even know when. I would assume that they're losing. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, this does follow up on Ari Davari trying to recruit Sonny into the faction. True, true. Uh, so we'll see what goes on and if that does uh, come to form. Uh, I-, I like Sunny Kiss, so if they want to, you know, Give them something to do. Yeah, that'd um, be cool. I'd be down with it. And a title match. The AAA Intergender uh, oh, yeah. Mixed Tag Team Wrestling Championship, whatever it's called, is on the line as Sammy Guevara and Ty Mello. Uh, she's no longer Ty Conti. She is Ty Mello. Uh, will be defending against Sky Blue and Dante Martin. So, uh, looks like an interesting rampage. Still not like... Uh, anything too massive happening on the show but it looks like a fun like hour
1: yeah it seems like there's a lot going on for sure yeah.
0: and then AEW Dynamite uh, dynamite next week presented by Game of Thrones House of Dragon or House of the Dragon uh we have our first Trios Championship tournament match with the Young Bucks and their mystery partner taking on Lafaxion Ingobernable uh, Andrade Rush and Dragon Lee mhm Tony Storm versus Kylan King, making her return to AEW. Uh, She has not wrestled on TV in I don't know how long. Her last match in AEW was, I believe, on AEW Dark in sometime late last year. Uh, Wow. um, She's mainly just been doing the indie scene. Uh, She's wrestled in NWA, um, but she was somebody who was, you know, During, like, 2020 and early 2021, when we were doing the No Crowd show, she was, like, an active part of AEW for a while. So um, Yeah, yeah, for sure. Cool to see her back. She's going to lose, I would assume. but Yeah. uh, She's somebody who, like, if they're going to make more signings for the women's division for AEW and Ring of Honor, she's somebody who I would consider. Yeah, she would make sense, honestly, for how long she's been around. And then, a match that I don't think anybody foresaw happening. Ryan Danielson versus Daniel Garcia too, as we go to a two out of three mm. falls match.
1: Which I assume is going to be the main event.
0: I, you know, it's interesting because I would assume so. But if Kenny Omega is making his return, do you save it for the end or do you open the show with it? That's true. Um, because yeah, that's true. Because like, if you're if it's Omega's return. Okay, So here's how I see it. If Kenny is returning next week, it's the main event. If he's not returning, that's going in the opening slot. Okay.
1: But who um, would you think the Bucks partner is then? If it's not
0: Omega? If it's not Omega, then I would have to assume it's somebody from Bullet Club randomly. But you've got to remember that like Jay Fantasmo, Chase Owens, and... Uh, Jay Fantasmo, Chase Owens, and... Uh, juice are all in the g1 so it's not them um okay so i don't know who else they would like again it 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 feels like it is going to be kenny omega i don't think they would announce like a mystery partner when everybody's speculating it's omega uh like i feel like tony knows that everybody's assuming it's omega and i don't think based off of how he's booked stuff in the past i don't think it's going to be like just a nobody yeah yeah, yeah. if anything i think they do the fake out work like the bucks say they don't have anybody cutler comes out with them and then kenny shows up for the big pop um but if it's not kenny again my assumption is it's somebody from bullet club but i don't know who it would be that would make sense right um yeah it's carl anderson (laughs) please no it's
1: it's doc gallows
0: doc dangly gallows (laughs) jeez so uh, that's Dynamite for next week. And they did also announce that on Rampage, more matches will be announced. So, um, mm-hmm. yeah, I wouldn't be shocked if we get like, a, you know, we could get like a hook match or a Swerve in Our Glory match based off of them being there. Yeah. Um, I also wouldn't be shocked if we get uh, the Trustbusters versus Best Friends since we're having the two like preview matches on Rampage. For sure. Um, so. Uh and that would send us to our main event which uh when this started I think we had like 30 to 40 minutes left of dynamite so it was very clear this was going long. Yes. Um before we actually do this I do want to uh look up the time for how long this match went. Um but uh so we had John Moxley versus uh Chris Jericho here. And this is the first time that these two are meeting in singles action since Revolution 2020. I know long time ago. When Moxley would dethrone Jericho. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um so this was 22 minutes and 37 seconds. Wow. Um, okay. So um yeah. Uh, long-main event for Dynamite. Um but uh Jericho's out with his WCW Lionheart theme. Um, so no Judas. He's out in special like black and yellow gear, and he also has like an old like a Titantron that's showing off his old matches from like New Japan. Mm-hmm. Um, so a pretty cool throwback here, um, and really just you know cemented the difference in this match between just like you know sports entertainer Jericho and Moxley, which I really appreciated. Uh, and. Uh, right out of the gates the crowd split as we had dueling chance for Moxley and Jericho uh, and we get my favorite thing in wrestling chain wrestling to start off oh Uh, yeah Jericho looks for uh, shoulder tackles but Moxley doesn't go down as Jericho just you know just slaps him across the face uh, which is always a good thing to do to John Moxley Uh, the walls get looked for but Moxley blocks it as Jericho takes him down with a few different submission holds which would be something that would be on display a lot through this match is, you know, uh, if for those who watched the road Two special Jericho talked up that, you know, made reference to his, uh, his list of a thousand and one holds that he knows. Uh, and he, he did bust out a lot of different submissions throughout this match, he um, did, yeah. but he would prevent an early bulldog choke from Moxley. Uh, we'd get hard chops traded in the center of the ring as then we would get the spot that uh, most people will remember from this match as Jericho yanks the earring out of Moxley's ear. Uh, and then hits a springboard drop kick to Moxley on the apron uh, and Moxley would come up bleeding as we went into commercial uh, because it's not a John Moxley match if this man doesn't bleed. Of course not. The uh, back from commercial, the running Larry gets blocked from Moxley as Jericho catches him with a backbreaker and a lion salt for a two count. The two trade submission holds uh, with an ankle lock for Moxley getting put in before Jericho drops him with a, uh, or sorry, before he drops Jericho with a German suplex and Jericho fires back with a German of his own. Uh, as Moxley then gets lifted onto the top turnbuckle, Jericho sends him back down with the Super Rana for a two-count. Uh, he takes Moxley out to the outside of the... Uh, like He drags him around the, the ring post and wraps the leg, uh, repeatedly slamming it against the metal before locking in the figure four, and as commentary notes, it was a tight hole. It wasn't a loose figure four. It was held in very tight. Uh, and then... We go to the walls of Jericho, and a picture-in-picture picture break. As Jericho keeps John Moxley locked in for the entirety of the picture-in-picture picture <laughs> break,
1: he doesn't want anyone to to miss anything.
0: No, and I like uh, as uh, I believe Sean Ruff Sapp tweeted out on Twitter that in um, in one of Jericho's books he mentions how like how draining the waltz of Jericho is for his like, legs. Oh, I'm sure. So to Have it sat in for an entire picture-in-picture break. Most likely, and then partially when we come back from commercial break, most likely was not a fun time for Jericho. No, not at all. Um, as we come back, the crowd's all... Everybody is standing, cheering for Moxley to get to the ropes, and he does. We have another springboard dropkick from Jericho, uh, but Moxley evades it as Jericho wipes out on the floor. Uh, and then Moxley goes up high and comes down to the floor with a diving axe handle, and then just like mounts Moxley or mounts Jericho and just starts like beating him. Uh, a code breaker from Jericho lands back in the ring, but he takes too long to cover as Moxley kicks out at the last second. Mm-hmm. Sammy Guevara shows up in the crowd and uh, has Floyd the Bat and throws it to Jericho, but overshoots the ring.
1: I was about to say he threw it over Jericho. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, it was a really bad toss there. Oh, was it a bad toss, or is, is Sammy Rivera just you know, showing that he's, he's so strong? Like, yeah, I think throw. he's going to go to the league. I think so.
1: He's going to be a quarterback.
0: Um, so he throws the baseball bat in, uh, and as Aubrey's distracted after uh, Jericho undoes one of the turnbuckle pads, uh, we had a bat shot to Moxley for another big near fall. Uh, an inside cradle from Moxley, but Jericho gets out as Moxley then locks in the rear naked choke uh, before getting sent into the exposed turnbuckle. Uh, the Judas effect lands, but Moxley kicks out, and commentary mm-hmm. suggested it's the first person to ever do so. Yeah. um, So I'm assuming that's the truth. Yeah, I can't remember a time where someone did. So. Yeah. Um, we have a rear naked choke. Moxley transitions into the bulldog. Uh, he just unloads elbows to the head of Jericho uh jericho gets out and elbows moxley's head as he transitions into the lion tamer and at some point jericho went into the exposed turnbuckle as well and this man
1: oh my god
0: gushing blood i have never seen jericho bleed so much even in like the nick gauge match
1: oh um this I is know. brutal good thing it
0: was not the end of the match basically so yeah, it. no i don't know <laughs> if he this the beginning. Able to. uh moxley breaks free um and he, he unloads with elbows into the back of Jericho's head. Uh, so Jericho's just taking a beating here uh, before he locks in the rear naked choke. Once again, locks the legs around the midsection. Jericho teases that he's going to get out of it and get to the ropes, just like lifting his hand and shaking it. But he taps out. Mm-hmm. John Moxley wins and is still the AEW interim world champion. What do you think about the main event?
1: This was really good. This was easily like their best match mm-hmm. together. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, um,
0: I think even like if we were going to go back and look at their match in, I don't know if they had multiple, but their like their big match in WWE, which is like the Ambrose Asylum match, which was like the steel cage with the yeah. random weapons. Like, I think mm-hmm. this is 100% their best match that they had together.
1: Oh, for sure. And this is one of the, you know, better uh, Jericho matches as well, honestly. Yeah, I,
0: I really want to just continue to point out as uh, I'm not a Jericho hater. Um, so I, I have no issue, you know, giving the guy praise. Anytime mm. they give him a big singles match lately, he delivers.
1: Yeah, and he um, goes
0: above and beyond, you know, does some blade jobs. and. Well, yeah, like you look at this gotta match. Give
1: him, yeah, I got to give it to him.
0: This match was great. Uh, Going to ignore the, the the Shark Cage one just because, like, the ending and how convoluted it got. So ignoring that yeah, one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The first Eddie Kingston match was phenomenal. For sure. Uh, his matches with MJF were great. Mm-hmm. Um, he was part of Anarchy in the Arena, which was fantastic at Double or Nothing. Uh, the yeah. Nick Gage match last summer. Um Like, Jericho's had a bunch of really, really strong matches over the last year, Mm -hmm. Um, and I feel like he doesn't get as much appreciation as he deserves, ironically. Blood and guts, too. Yeah, blood and guts as well. Um, Mm -hmm. So, again, I thought this was a really just fantastic main event. Um, Definitely the best match between these two, and if this is Moxley's last defense of the Interim World Championship, then it's a very fitting one, I think. Uh, Oh, yeah. So, and, you know, it was basically the summer of Moxley. It was. Yeah, he killed it, honestly. Um, and we're still not done because, you know, All Out still is technically within summer. Summer ends at the uh, middle of September. so Yeah, that's a good point. Uh, we still got some more time with uh, Moxley for him to get some more big matches in. But uh, yeah, I thought great main event. And uh, after the match, there was still like six minutes left in the show. So we knew something was happening. Right. And I thought they did good here because it made it seem like it was just going to be another like mindless brawl to end the show uh, as. that's uh, Yeah, exactly. That's what I started thinking as like
1: both sides started coming
0: out yeah so sammy and hager stormed the ring and beat moxley down and eddie kingston ortiz wheeler Yuta, and claudio then run out uh to even the odds but garcia parker and matt menard come out
1: mm-hmm.
0: and the jas take a, uh you know um the advantage here once again and so it kind of and then Mox, uh, jericho gets the belt and at this point they're like teasing that he's going to do the belt shot and they're waiting so it's like okay something's happening and as Jericho looks to take Moxley out with the belt, cult of personality hits for a huge reaction. here the, the arena goes wild and CM Punk arrives and, uh and makes yeah. his way out, no walking boot. And uh he does get physical here.
1: Yeah. Runs so. down to the ring. Yeah. Um, starts hopping on one foot.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And starts limping and, and then saying, oh, I I'm injured. Um, <laughs> you know. yeah. So, um, yeah, I was shocked, honestly. I didn't, did not expect his return. Yeah, think? I I was too, again, because all we've heard for the past, like, month or so... he was in bad shape. He like, was in bad shape. Yeah, he said he had to relearn how to walk and that he was, like, in terrible amounts of pain. He worked us. He definitely worked us. Yeah, so I guess the rehabbing, I guess, probably went better than expected or, mm. or something. I'm assuming he's still not at 100%, and I don't think he's going to wrestle before All Out. No, no, no. I think no, they're going to make fair. sure he's okay. Yeah, um, that's fair. So... Uh, But, you know, very good surprise. Um, You know, everybody was expecting something was going to happen on this show, whether it was Omega or Punk returning. Yeah. um, And we got one of them and we got the indication the other is happening next week. So uh, Mm -hmm. I I can't see anybody being mad. Um, Not at all. So overall, I I thought this was a really good special. Uh, I don't even say special. Just a very good episode of Dynamite, you know, a named episode of Dynamite. But I thought it was a a really good show. Um, Yeah, it was very strong. I thought it, it was bookended by a Like a fantastic opener with Brody King and Darby Allen and a fantastic main event from Jericho and Moxley, Mm -hmm. and then obviously the return from CM Punk, um, and some also other good stuff in the middle of the show as well. Yeah, it was a very well-paced show. Yeah, Yeah. I thought last week's episode of Dynamite was uh, arguably one of the best-paced episodes they've ever done, and I thought this week was another really well-paced episode. Yeah, they definitely followed it up. So, um, yeah. Uh, And again, just as a reminder for, we again, we don't Review Rampage for the podcast, so not going to go over that again. But next week for Dynamite, the three matches we have are the Young Bucks and a mystery partner versus La Faction and Gobernable in the opening round of the Trios Tournament, Tony Storm versus Kylan King, and Brian Danielson versus Daniel Garcia in a two out of three falls match. So, uh, yeah. Yeah, big matches right there. So uh, we want to thank you for joining us for this week's review of AEW Dynamite, Quake by the Lake, the first ever edition of Quake by the Lake. Um, If you enjoyed it, be sure to leave a rating. If you're listening on the podcast feed, if you're on like Apple or Spotify, leave a rating for the podcast. If you're on YouTube, leave a like, leave a comment. Let us know what you thought of the show. What was your favorite match? What was your least favorite match? Uh, Who do you think is going to win the Trios tournament? Are you looking forward to All Out? Um, Mm -hmm. Let us know. Yeah,
1: and uh, hit us up on Twitter as well. Um, if you have any questions, uh, you can DM us or you can just, you know, add us and, you know, about this week's episode and what you thought. And, uh, yeah, so it's at Deep6Wrestling without the G.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, and we will, again, on Twitter, on YouTube, if there's comments or tweets, we will always reply to you. Uh, so, you know, mm-hmm, for sure. Don't feel like you're just tweeting at nobody. We, we will reply Yes. Um, so thank you again for joining us and we'll be back hopefully the two of us will both be back next week for uh, another review of dynamite uh, i still have more g1 coverage to get through so you'll hear from, uh, more from me uh, sooner rather than later but uh, also as we head in towards the weekend uh, be sure to come back and listen to ryan and angelo's impact power hour uh, emergence uh, the the next impact plus show is tomorrow if depending on when you're listening to this it's friday uh, august 12th so <laughs> if you're listening to this on saturday it already happened um but uh so that's going on but they're going to be talking the latest on impacts i believe killer kelly is making her in ring debut uh and then rob will be back on friday/saturday for uh our weekly smackdown reviews so plenty of stuff to keep you busy if you're uh, enjoying the deep six wrestling podcast so uh but for me and Joey, that's gonna be it. So we wanna thank you once again for joining us as uh you know this this reunion of our, our podcast happens. Yes, sir. And uh we will talk to you in the next episode. Adios